Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Here we are, episode 300. Man, we made it all the way here. Um, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to call this Where Young People Miss It. And I've just uh, put down a list of a, a few things that I've seen and really uh, from my own life, but things that I've seen being in the ministry and just um, in business and seeing where people, young people make mistakes. Uh, a, a lot of what I teach on in healing school and in different things, different places is things I wish people told me sooner. So I'm grateful for what my mom did and, and raising me the way she did. But there were things about the Lord, things about my relationship with the Lord, things about life that I wish someone had talked to me about before. So this is my attempt to um, just bring some of those things to light. So, um, but th- first of all, thanks to everyone who's been hanging with us. I don't know if there's anyone out there who's listened to all 300 episodes. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, but for everyone who is listening today, thank you. Thanks for being uh, uh, someone who tunes in and for the people who have been reaching out and saying, hey, your podcast is awesome. Hey, we love it. Uh, no one has reached out and said your podcast is terrible yet. So that's good, too. So number one, where young people miss it. Um, number one is individualism to the extreme. And this is usually happens more when people are teenagers, but you'll see it'll kind of um, even carry over into the 20s. Where people's uh, teenagers' uh, sole motivation um, is uh, is to be different, and um, there's something that you know God puts on the inside of people. So you're not just God didn't create carbon copies, but you can see this expressed through people's clothing, and then it's you know not really harmful. You see it expressed through these different hairstyles, but many people uh, take it to the extreme where. No, and it really fits into a different one that I was going to talk to is um, not, not uh, um, well, really number two and number one go hand in hand, but is rebellion towards parents. Many kids, and I see it in teenagers, do things just because they know their parents wouldn't want them to. And it's really a rebellion. The Bible says rebellion is bound up in the heart of a child. So there's something on the inside that that when they see the way their parents do things, I mean, there's kind of like this list of things that you get and say that, you know, my parents do it this way. I'm not going to do it that way. I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to say this certain phrase that I hated. She'd like put us to work and she'd say, just use a little bit of elbow grease. And man, I don't know why, but there was something about that term, elbow grease. That just bugged me, right? Elbow grease. And it's just normal. Now I've used it before. I've used it plenty. But back then I was like, that's like an old person saying, I hate it. You know, I don't know what it was. But it's like you, there's almost just this thing of like any way your parents do it, you want to do the opposite. And that can be destructive because you can find yourself in a place where you're making bad decisions that you know are wrong, but you're doing it in the name of uh, I, I'm doing it because I want to do the opposite. Almost like just on principle that my parents would do it this way, I'm not going to do it this way. I remember when I was ordering, I would order a meal. We'd get to a restaurant and then I would pick a meal and and then I would order it, and then my mom would be like, oh, yeah, I'll have that too, and she'd change the order. And I don't know why, but it just bugged me. You know, it's like wanting, no, you do your thing, I'll do mine, right? But that shouldn't bug me. So it's this thing where, you know, God makes the family unit strong. God desires to have a family unit be strong, where your best friend is your brother or sister, where your your closest support is your parents. But as a young person, there can be that attitude of rebellion towards them. So you have to really just check your motives. Are you doing it that way just because your parents did it the opposite? The Bible says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise. So when you choose to honor your parents, it'll be well with you. 
The next one is low discipline, uh, low word life, and inconsistent in the things of God. And this is such a pitfall. I mean, and this even goes into people in their 20s. There's some people that really never in their life gain traction and get disciplined. It, it, the devil convinces them that if it feels forced, they shouldn't do it. You know, the Bible calls, calls them, Jesus called them disciples, which means disciplined ones. So it may feel forced to like say, hey, from 6.30 a.m. to 7, I'm going to read the Bible or I'm going to pray. But that's a discipline. That's being smart about your disciplines. It's like you, you wake up, you eat every day. People who have good, di- you know, good healthy diets, they eat certain amount of uh, uh, protein every day and they do certain things. You know, you go to school at the same time every day. And, but people have this idea that with their relationship with God, and I remember as a teenager feeling this way, like if I didn't feel like worshiping, I wasn't going to worship, right? Because I didn't want it to be ingenuine. If I didn't feel like reading the word, I wasn't. The devil will make it that nine times out of 10, you don't feel like doing it. I mean, when you're a kid, playing video games always, generally always seems better than reading the Bible. It takes discipline. But those are the things that really carry you. All of life takes discipline. You get married, it takes discipline. Hey, you got to take the trash out. Hey, you got to, you know, go mow the yard. You got to uh, make coffee in the morning. You got to do the dishes. You got to, you know, it's like there's responsibility. So working out and figuring out how to be a disciplined person and really a self-motivated disciplined person. So it's not like you and your parents are telling you clean up your room 10 times that you have a discipline of your own. And uh, that goes to my next one, which is um, not having boundaries. You, Every young person should have a clear list of do's and don'ts for their lives. You know, teenage years, young adult years are really where most, most sexual sin begins. Most people that I meet are in their 40s, 50s, and have never broken free from sexual sin. It generally always started in their teenage years, young adults. So it's really a big caution flag for that time where if you can live a pure life, where you can safeguard yourself, you really protect yourself from a lot of heartache, first of all, and a lot of baggage going into your 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 teens and your um, your 20s and into your married life. And so God has set it up that there should be boundaries. You know, as a human or as a Christian, there's places you shouldn't go. There's, there's type of people that you shouldn't hang out with. There's music that you shouldn't listen to. There's no one that's exempted and just has no rules. This isn't, like I say, this isn't Burger King. You can't have it your way. You don't go to heaven and have it your way. So there should be a list of do's and don'ts. Yes, your parents raised you and said, don't do this, don't do this, but that you decide for yourself. Hey, if you're a young person and you want to get married, you, you decide at some point, you decide, I'm, I'm not going to sleep around before I get married. If, if you're a young person and, and you, you know, you've got friends that you hang out with that, that aren't Christian, you need to make a decision. You know, I'm not hanging out. I'm not even because people fall into drugs, right? And they just want to experiment. It's this idea of like, you only live once. And so there's a, there's, there's people that put themselves in position, positions and in situations that they really shouldn't be good people, good kids just because they never clearly define for themselves what's okay and what's not. And so then if you find yourself in a place where a friend's putting on music that's on your don't list, that you just speak up and say, listen, if we're going to hang out, you start doing that young and you'll find yourself way ahead. You know, it's really, it's, you just see so many people go with the flow. Ephesians 2 talks about this, the course of this world, which is a pull. It's a slipstream of people who just go with the flow. You can even see it now, people posting, and it's crazy times we live in, 
but people just going with the flow of life. People who are good kids who are out protesting and rioting, you know, it's like crazy to see. And it's just because they go with the flow. If you decide that you're never going to be a person who just floats downstream, but that you always stand up for what's right. So what are your, what is your list of do's and don'ts? What are your definites? Hey, I'm not going to put myself in a compromising situation with someone of the opposite sex. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where drugs are. I'm not going to put myself in a situation where people are consuming alcohol. You put guards around your life and you make a commitment and make a dedication to the Lord that this is the life that you're going to live and you'll watch the Lord bless you. The Lord blesses people who live holy and clean lives. And then uh, the next thing is wrong relationships. Relationships really that are distractions. You know, most... uh, You know, people have their own idea of how things work, but really relationships should be preparation for marriage. Not not that you go through many relationships to prepare for marriage. That's not what I'm saying. You should be looking to be in a relationship when you're looking to be married. A relationship isn't just so you can have a friend to hang out with. That's not what they're for. That's what friends are for. A girlfriend or a boyfriend relationship should be set up that you're 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 looking seriously and you're saying marriage is going to be my future and I'm I'm dating now because I'm wanting to see if this person not just because I want a girl or a guy to hang out with the the purpose of dating is like an it is an interview process at, for marriage and so you you really should hear from the lord don't start dating and then say oh we'll figure it out we'll hear from the lord hear from the lord first decide that you're going to live a clean life because what happens? You you know, you start dating, you start getting closer. And the truth is, you know, without getting, um, you know, everything that you do, whether it's holding hands, whether it's hugging or kissing, it's all leading in one direction. All, all of that looks forward to to marriage. And so there's something that's reserved for marriage. Sex is reserved for marriage. But all those things lead towards. There's people who are just like, oh, we're just going to kiss, and they end up sleeping together. Why? Because it's the it's a it's a starter it's a starter, right? It's an hors d'oeuvre for for what it's intended to be. For Krista and I, we decided, you know, we kissed before we were married, but the last few months we stopped. We didn't kiss, and we never made out the whole time we dated. That was just one of our rules. We had some pretty strict rules, but looking back, man, if I, if I could do it over. You know, the, the fact is when you start heading closer and you're getting, it's like a, you, you don't want it that you're getting closer, but you're having to use more of your will to live, to live a, a, a pure life. And then you're in sexual sin. The amount of people that that's happened to, and they just regret it. Man, I wish I wouldn't have. I wish someone would have told me. You know, it's like for me when I was in business and, and, and I went years before someone told me, get a savings account. And maybe I'd heard it once or twice, but no one sat me down and said, Ryan, promise me you're going to get a savings account. I wish they would have. You know, I started making decent money. I was in door-to-door sales 10, 12, 13 years. It's like only eight years in did I decide I needed a savings account. You know, you you make a decision now, I'm going to live a pure life. And if you've if you've already messed around, then it's it's not, you know, you don't take the attitude of, oh, it's too late. I've already no, you, you start a clean slate. I'm, the, I'm overcoming those things and I'm not doing it again. And I'm going to honor God between me and God. I'm going to honor God with the relationship. The Lord will bless your marriage when, you, when you're clean and, you, and you're pure in your dating relationship. So wrong relationships. And many people are in relationships that they just know aren't right. You know you're not going to marry the person 
It's like you've made so many excuses for them when you started. You just knew. They don't even have half of what I want in a husband or a wife. But then you're like trying to make excuses for them. And you're like trying to look for good. And it's almost like you're having to sell yourself on how this is the right person with you. If you find yourself where you're like having to remind yourself and convince yourself why you're dating this person, you're dating the wrong person. And you should break up with them as soon as possible. Because you're just going to end up regretting it. If you're married, it's too late. You work it out. You ask God to grace you. Lord, help me. But, but really just regretful. And then the last one is, let me find it here. Wrong relationship. Nope, I covered all of them. Not listening to godly parents. Not being under authority. Parents are not trying to ruin your fun. They're trying to protect your life. Not having boundaries, not having a clear list of do's and don'ts. Low discipline, low word life, and inconsistent. Rebellion to parents and individualism to the extreme. God has a plan for you. It's a good plan. But make decisions now. If not now, then when? Do you wait till you're 25 and you've and you've you've you have a bunch of your past that you have to forgive yourself for? Do you wait if you're 25? Do you wait till you're 35? There may be one thing on this list that you say, you know what? I do okay in all these areas, but there's one. Or there's maybe something that the Lord's speaking to you about. You know, you're not too young to hear the voice of God. Fill your heart with the word of God. God wants to direct your path, but you tune your ear. The way you tune your ear is by listening to what he says in his word. The more words you read, the more in tune you'd become to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I can tell when people don't read the Bible because they come up and they say, the Lord told me, the Lord told me. And then they just have, it, it has no basis in the word. And I say, the Lord didn't tell you that. That's not, that's. That doesn't line up with the Word of God. So allow the Lord, allow the Lord to, to speak to you, but do what you know to do. God, ha- God has your parents there as a help for you. God has put people around you so you don't have to be a person who's just, the Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Let God use people and authority around you to help you live your best life now to help you make the right decisions. God bless you. Thanks for uh, joining us on this 300th episode, and we'll see you on the next one.